Hello, welcome to the Leaders of Learning podcast. I'm your host, Ling Ling. Across all of time and of many cultures, learning within groups has been the way to help individuals and communities learn, develop, and thrive. Today, technology has proliferated in all levels of society. Unlike our ancestors, most of us carry a computer in our pockets. How can we take advantage of technology to bring group learning to a new level? Joining us is Prashant Jain, or PJ, who is the founder of a digital facilitation company called WizTango. PJ started the Learning Circles movement in early 2017, and it has increasingly gained momentum in Singapore ever since. So welcome, PJ. Hey, hi, Lynn. Thank you for uh, this podcast. A pleasure to be here, and good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Uh, what else would you like to share with our listeners about yourself? Okay, uh, well, I've been... Uh, I ran a corporate university in Japan for about 12 years for the big Japanese uh, multinationals. And uh, there I started to adopt technology in the traditional uh, classroom type of uh, training business. Excellent. It sounds like you have a vast experience in, in the learning industry itself. You're also known as the pioneer of learning circles in Singapore. So tell us what is learning circles? So learning circles is an interesting concept. Uh, it originates actually from Sweden, uh, from a concept called study circles, which has been running for over a hundred years there. And it so happened that uh, uh, some of the management team of uh, Skills Future Singapore did an overseas study to the Scandinavian countries, and they found uh, the study circle concept. They found actually six, seven items, and they brought it back. They posted it on uh, one of the websites of their, uh, you know, the goals to see. If if some of these uh, initiatives could be adopted in Singapore, and Learning Circles was kind of sitting there on this website. And last year, I happened to meet one of the SSG uh, directors, and I just saw Learning Circles there, asked them what it's all about, just gave me an overview, and then I said, okay, I think we can do this in Singapore. And I proposed an idea of Learning Circles, and it got funded uh, the day after. And uh, the idea was really, to see if we can uh, develop a social, collaborative, informal learning, or uh, in a sense, an uh, unstructured type of a learning uh, in parallel to Singapore's highly structured uh, training and learning environment. So that was the goal of uh, Learning Circles. Cool, so well done for you to get funding. Since you've started the Learning Circles in Singapore, it has really taken off. If someone who is new to Learning Circles, when they join a session, what can they expect? from a learning circle session. Right, so learning circles, the idea is from a learner's perspective is that from a, in a traditional setting in training, you would be more passively uh, consuming the training session or the content from a training. In a learning circle, it would be flipped where uh, it's uh, digitally facilitated and so you are participating. So it's a, we call it a unique participatory experience where the learners are uh, participating in the learning experience. So, and there are a lot of uh, learning methodologies now that are being adopted to create a learning circle. And uh, it happens both on-site uh, as well as online. So the idea is O2O, which I just heard about a couple of days ago, 
offline to online. So one of the one of the uh, facets of Learning Circle is how to help um, people to adopt digital learning, uh, which may happen, you know, uh, at their own pace. Uh, today, e-learning has been there, but uh, people find it very it's a you know highly resisting resistance is very high for for uh, using e-learning. So how do we make it more fun, uh, where you can do it together, do it yourself? That kind of concept uh, around the learning circle. It's an interesting concept to take O to O, so online to offline. Offline to online. Offline to online, that's right. But how does it look like digital facilitation? Okay. Uh, what does a learner expect when they go through digital facilitation? Right, so we start with an onboarding process where people come in, they register, and then the facilitator would be walking you through that process and uh, getting you comfortable uh, in the environment, uh, they are not going to be just sitting there and just listening. Can any topic uh, be used in a learning circle or is it limited or you see it as more effective for certain types of topics? Uh, so we, we see it, uh, you can, it's basically a concept of blending. So in blending, uh, we see that there's some theoretical stuff that has to be uh, understood before you can go into an applicatory mode. Or, or do hands-on application. So the theoretical stuff can be digitally facilitated, hands-on can be hands-on, and then a lot of the review and reflection can happen again on digital. So then there's a lot of data that is created by the users and the learners. So the users can create data, users can curate the data, and users can share the data. How long does a learning circle experience last? Because it doesn't only sound like you come together in one session, but there is an online portion that yes. goes on for a certain period. Right. So how long does a learning circle right. take? So it's it's up to the learning circle originator, as we say, or the learning circle owner who, who launches their own learning circle. And the learning circle uh, generally will last for two hours uh, on site, a minimum, but it can be longer, and uh, at least two to two plus days online. So then there's you know things that you do online and. The facilitator would stay engaged in an asynchronous mode. What is a asynchronous mode? Okay, asynchronous versus synchronous. So synchronous is when everybody's there together at the same time, and uh, and asynchronous is when uh, people don't have to be there at the same time, but they can still engage together in a collaborative way. So you spoke about learning circles originator. Can anyone be an originator, or what are the criteria? to be someone who owns a, a learning circle? Right. Learning circles, uh, we believe that everybody has some unique passion or expertise that can be converted into a learning circle. So we have a process that we have created called AEE, Adult Educator Entrepreneur, uh, which is uh, part of the funding uh, that uh, we receive from SkillsFuture Singapore. So this is a, a, a learning circle itself, which helps uh, people go through the process of identifying their passion expertise and going through the process of uh, creating digital content and the learning circle itself and then launching it into the community. So anybody can, uh, we believe anybody can launch a learning circle. How is that going so far? Because I know you played a, a large part in supporting the start of many learning circles in Singapore. Right. So the first part of the funding that we received from SkillsFuture was just to run learning circles where I was a facilitator, and we were just trying to gauge whether this was something that would be 
interesting for Singaporeans as a whole. And I ran maybe about 30 odd learning circles in a span of six months in various topics. And the idea was to see what the uh, interest level was. And the Skills Future team realized that there was a, a significant interest there. And so the next uh, project that we launched was scaling learning circles. So the idea now was not for me to run learning circles, but to see, to create a process for other learning circle originators to start. So till we started that around July, and now we have about 30 odd learning circles that are being launched in Singapore on various topics. So, um, you know, there are learning circles around, let's say, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, how to do DIY of, uh, you know, small, small uh, health issues that may come up, how, how could I apply TCM to that? So um, there's, a, there's a young lady uh, we found who does uh, a blended learning circle around uh, uh, TCM. There's somebody, uh, Ritu, who does uh, a learning circle around mindfulness, how to implement mindfulness for project management. Uh, there's an author named Michael Podolinsky who does a learning circle around passion, uh, how to uh, improve somebody's personal productivity by discovering their passions. So there's a, a lot of different learning circles. And so my role now is really just to uh, create a, uh, uh, manage the process of a person coming in, uh, DIY their own learning circle. And so just to facilitate that process. What was your motivation? to be engaged in this project of the learning circles? Right. So my motivation, when I ran my other business, the traditional training business, I realized that informal learning was really the key to successful learning. And we realized that the learning that used to happen in a traditional classroom versus the learning that happened outside the classroom uh, was, was much more fun, informal learning kind of scenario. So we, we were trying to see how we could bring apply digital technology to informal learning. That was the, the key motivation. And this technology is your learn tech startup called WizTangle, right? Yes. Um, how does the WizTangle platform work? If it's not an e-learning, how does right. it look like? How does it work? So one of the uh, things that we realized when I was running my last business was that creating digital content is a very time-consuming uh, and a cost uh, a high cost uh, activity and it requires specialized people to know specialized tools and technologies. But we live in an environment which is uh, Facebook, uh, Google, all, all of the tools are out there which are free and publicly available. People are very used to those tools. So Wistango was built around uh, that type of an experience, a Facebook type of an experience. We found that the value of a Facebook experience was great Originally, it was great when people were proactively sharing a lot of whatever they were doing, you know, with their community, with their network. So the idea of Wistango was to enable, to facilitate people to share their opinion um, around, so it would be a facilitation, and so the facilitator would put out a question, and then people would contribute. So the platform is built around that, uh, the idea of creating content, users creating content, users curating, and users sharing. So um, uh, less, uh, so there should be zero cost for content development, and you should be able to launch a learning circle within a couple of hours uh, by uh, understanding how to flip it around. So it's it's not training, so you don't need hours and hours of PowerPoint slides. 
It's more how do I enable my learners and participants of the learning circle to go out and uh, how do I facilitate the learning to happen. So the platform is built around that actually. I can see the benefit of digital facilitation and to have um, a learning session to be flipped. So it's not so much depending on the trainer or facilitator to provide information, but rather uh, collecting and curating all this content from the learners themselves so they can share it among each other. Um, so I see the benefit of learning circles and digital facilitation. Any other kind of benefits in learning in this kind of manner? Right. So the other uh, thing is uh, from the, the content originator's point of view. Let's say I'm, a, I'm an author of a book. Now, uh, publishing is not really what we call a scalable business model, right? Unless I'm a Harry Potter. If I'm an author, I published a book, uh, how do I scale up my model? So what we're saying is that uh, learning circle could be a way to convert that book into various learning circles, chapter one onwards, and uh, have people engage. Now, scalability will come when I can, uh, the author can focus on uh, really train the trainer model and then have facilitators facilitate the author's content. So that idea of scalability was uh, the center point from a business perspective for a learning circle. Not just for learning, we, we can realize that informal learning is, uh, is powerful, uh, but what would be the motivation of a, a content originator or an author to come out and do learning? So we have created that type of a business model for them to uh, add scalability to them. So it sounds like the platform that's used for Learning Circle is your digital facilitation platform called the WizTangle. Uh, but what if it's in a scenario where I find benefit in using digital facilitation in my organization? Can I, uh, do I have to have a Learning Circle in order, in order to use your platform or do I, can I just use your platform on its own? So how does that work? Right, so the platform itself uh, is kind of designed for learning circles. Uh, so the idea of the platform is uh, learning circles is, is become, which Tango has become learning circles basically. So uh, when somebody's interested in, in using it, they're basically interested in a learning circle. So that's be the, the starting point of using the platform. So learning circles and with Tango, they come hand in hand. Hand in hand. So if someone were to implement uh, with Tango in their organization, the learning circle process comes with it as well. Yes. Excellent. Based on your experience, uh, how difficult it is to get funding for learning circles? So one of the fantastic things is that we're in Singapore where the government is very active in uh, helping uh, innovation to happen. So in collaboration with Skills Future Singapore and the Office of Lifelong Learning, we have established this process of adult educator entrepreneur, which is a 10-day coaching program, so digital coaching. So uh, when uh, interested uh, persons, uh, uh, people interested in launching a learning circle simply have to go through this process and there's an app and there's a, a funding application which we have streamlined now so within seven days of filing for this application they can get funded for their learning circle up to $1,500 for the first primary uh, learning circle and then if they want to do subsequent applications uh, to impact a larger uh, set of learners they can uh, put up an application for up to $50,000. So uh, up to date, uh, close to 30 people have uh, gotten funded for their learning circle. 
Any success stories from the 30 people who have started their learning circle? I'd say, yeah, there's a lot of success stories, uh, a lot of different type of people from different various backgrounds. I can highlight a few. I'd say PP Lib is one of them, who's a, who's a business owner specializing in uh, sales training uh, for multinationals. He was the first one to launch a learning circle and was in, in an area which he's very passionate about called the Art of War. He took uh, a book, Art of War, uh, by Sun Tzu, which was written 2,000 years ago, and he converted chapter one, which is on planning and preparation, and he does a fantastic facilitation of a learning circle around that book. And he recently got funded uh, to uh, bring out chapter two. Uh, then uh, from there, I would say the next one is Michael Podolinsky, who is a, a tremendous speaker, uh, global uh, speaker in, in productivity. We call him the Asia's guru of productivity. And uh, at age 62, he realized that uh, he's been doing 35 years of training, and we say that it's, he's been toiling. Uh, it's come out. So at, at 62, he realized that you know uh, this has gone nowhere. So he's now looking to see how he can add scalability to his business model, and he's come up with a he's architecting his model for the next 12 years to you know reach a much larger audience and to scale up his business model. Then I would say there's another person, Hui uh, Fang, who is a who's an entrepreneur in the area of, uh, of uh, uh, traditional Chinese medicine, and she's looking to. Uh, set up her own business and she uses learning circles as a means of lead generation for her consulting uh, uh, business. And there would be other people like Kate Key, who is a new, uh, who's a natural uh, naturalist, I would say, uh, helping people on cancer prevention uh, for uh, through through you know uh, food food habits and all. So like that, I'd say there are a lot of success stories. Pretty much every one of them, the old, uh, learning circle originator has a story behind them, their passion, and uh, they're you know they're converting their passion uh, into this community-led uh, uh, learning model. Excellent. It sounds like anyone who has a desire, who has a passion for a particular topic, can use learning circles in order to spread their passion uh, to the Singapore society. What do you foresee is the future of learning circles in Singapore? So I think uh, with government playing a very uh, important role, we see the uh, uh, propagation of learning circles happening uh, throughout Singapore in various organizations. The uh, as I mentioned, our next mission is really to introduce learning circles outside of just uh, Institute for Adult Learning, where currently uh, most of the incubation of learning circles are happening. Uh, IEL themselves have a pool of around 5,000 adult educators who they believe would be uh, active in uh, launching learning circles. So, but they, they come from a more of a traditional training background. So I feel there are uh, possibilities of uh, any agency or any organization of, uh, to, to participate in learning circles. So I see the propagation happening now uh, where I feel the impact will be uh, you know, in the whole learning journey for individuals from the traditional training model to more of an informal uh, learner-led model. It sounds like it's an exciting future for learning circles, for many more learning circles to be launched in the months and perhaps years to come. Are 
the next steps for Learning Circles and for Wistangle? So there are many uh, next steps. One of the things that we are looking at is a collaboration with the Institute for Adult Learning. We are uh, looking at setting up, establishing a team uh, that would be helping the creation, formation of Learning Circles, coaching of Learning Circle originators, and helping them uh, bring their Learning Circles out to enterprises and other organizations outside of IL, and then uh, looking to for monetization of their Learning Circles. So that's the next step for us to help learning circles. Uh, well, the first step was to get them funded, and the next step is now to get them monetized uh, through enterprises. So if someone has a deep passion and a desire to spread whatever passion and desire they have, and they want to start a learning circle, how can they get in touch with you? So it's fairly easy. I would, I would suggest them to go on Google and do a search on Singapore Learning Circles Meetup. So there's a meetup around learning circles, or they can go on Facebook and do a search on Singapore Learning Circles, and uh, or go to wistango.com and just uh, join, subscribe, uh, like, and uh, look out for a learning circle called Make Learning Circles Work For You, DIY launch it happens once or twice a month, and they can uh, uh, join this uh, learning circle to launch their own learning circle. Thank you very much, PJ, for your time and for your insight about learning circles in Singapore. Welcome, Link. Thank you very much. That was Prashant Jain, founder of Wiz Tango and chief architect of Learning Circles. Joining us in the next episode is Annie Hyahya, founder of Vital Voices Asia and co-founder of Cowork Asia. She will share with us on how we can build our relationship capital. To find contact details of our guests, as well as highlights from this episode, head over to our website at www.leadandlearn.co that is www.leadandlearn.co You can also contact me via Twitter with the handle at linglingtai, which is at L-I-N-G-L-I-N-G-T-A-I. To celebrate the launch of this podcast, a selected winner will be featured in one of our episodes. To be selected, write a meaningful review on our iTunes page or on SoundCloud by the 15th of February. We will announce the winner after Chinese New Year. This is your host, Ling Ling. Till the next time, thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast.